Hey, we're back. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Beards in the Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And we are Two Beards in the Bible. Uh, we're here today. We're looking, continuing to look into Matthew. We're in Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to pick up at verse 24 where we left off last time. And uh, I'm told it's my turn to read, so, so let's <laughs> go ahead and get started. <clears throat> Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us to then go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. You know, we don't use the word tares very yeah, often, what's a, do we? what's a tear? It's, it's a weed that resembles wheat. Okay. But it ain't wheat, mm -hmm. right? It may look like wheat. Right. It may it may smell like wheat, but it ain't wheat. Right. Right. There there goes to the, that deceitfulness. Yeah. So so this fella he plants this field, and uh, he uses good seed to plant it. But you know somebody who's evil comes in there and mm -hmm. and plants bad things along with it. Right. And it's just talking about people. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you have you have jealousy there. You know that the that the other person would uh, look upon his field and wish that he wouldn't succeed, and and that's uh, human, that's yeah human nature. We see that. You know, I was thinking like among among good people, there are bad people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, if you if you've lived a life for any amount, of, if you've gone through high school, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, you know, we're told in the scriptures, you know. As far as the church goes, to watch out for such thing, yeah, you know, because yeah. even a religion—I mean, that's 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 a major. I think the biggest problem in Christianity is um, people who really aren't Christians but are claiming to be Christians, right? And uh, they do things that you know are totally against God's will, and then they do those things in the name of God or in the name of Jesus, right? And everybody can see through that and say, oh, look at, oh, those people are a bunch of hypocrites. And we may not be able to do anything about them, just like the workers in the field yeah. can't do anything about the tares at that point in time. But we, we, we can trust and we know that in the end, the Lord will separate. Yeah. You know, and that's what this is pointing to. Yeah. And from, um, from you know, the beginning of time, this has been the case. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's always those that are, you know, going to be among us that are... Um, Playing for the other team, I would say. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and you know, I guess the, or we can't really take this parable, but you know, where where our life as a Christian differs is that uh, we we might may be able to uh, convert one of the tares. Yeah. You know, and I guess you can't turn a tear into a. We could graft them. Maybe. <laughs> well, you, there you go. Maybe that's the. Yeah. Maybe that's the connection there. But yes, yeah. You so, you know, it's it's often thought. And, and I, I used to work in an office at a, at a, uh, when I got into the driving school industry. And I was a manager of a school for a while, and I worked in the office every day. I didn't 
particularly love it after a period of time. I used to look for excuses to go buy paper clips and stuff to get out of the office. But the stresses of talking to people on the phone, you know, when you run a business, you're going to run into some people that are angry. Uh, just They just are angry. Uh, it doesn't even matter what you do. But uh, I used to, the secretaries and I used to laugh and talk about, you know, building a cabin out in the woods. And you just go disappear in the woods, get away from people. And there's still some of that in me. You know, it's like, you know what? I'd like to build a cabin in the middle of nowhere and just disappear from society. <laughs> but then what purpose would that, you know, how, yeah. how, would, how would I be a fruitful Christian if I stayed out in the woods and didn't talk to anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so that's, uh, we can't separate ourselves, you know. Yeah, we can't. I mean, you know, I think that's what the Amish do. You know, they think right. that, you know, um, that by separating themselves from modern things, somehow that's going to bring them closer right. to God. And, you know, I, I live around the Amish and there mm -hmm. are, there are qualities of their lifestyle that are, you know, I'm envious of. Yeah. I mean, they're very family oriented and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the most part, they're, they're definitely good people, but yeah, you know, that's not when, when God told, told us to be, uh, to live in the world or, but not of the world, he wasn't talking about, you know, not having zippers and Right. And not driving cars. That's not what he was talking about. Right. But we right. can all get things a little off sometimes, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So he talks about, you know, that letting this these two things grow up together. And then there's gonna be a separation. Yeah. And uh what do you think that what do you think that's talking about? I think it's pointing to the to the day of judgment. I do too. Yeah. That there's that, that we know that the the Lord will even if we you know, even just thinking, I mentioned the church a little bit ago, even thinking about the church, you know, they, God charges the elders and, and the Christians alike in, in a local assembly to watch out for those that may be among them that are ravenous wolves that are yeah. coming in to cause trouble and stir up trouble. And if you've been alive for very long, you've seen people that just want to come in and stir up trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And we've all met them. And uh, sometimes they're it's glaringly obvious that this person is going to be causing trouble. Sometimes it's not. And as we go through life, if we miss them, if we, uh, through our faulty reasoning, miss them along the way, rest assured God's going to yeah. get them. And when John and I talk about church, we're talking about the only church that's talked right. about in the Bible. When Jesus said, uh, he said he was going to build my church. Mm -hmm. There's only one church mentioned in the Bible. Right. And, uh, you know, that's why, you know, people, people sometimes get confused, you know, that there weren't, the Christ is not denominated. Right. He only, there was only one church in the Bible. And that's when John and I are studying, John right. or I mentioned church, that's what we're talking about. Right. This one right here. Right. No other and, one. And there are, there are many, you know, tares amongst the, uh, amongst, in the world, amongst us and, and you could make that same application of this parable to, you know, the religious world today. Oh, you could. Being, being the, the Lord's church that he established being the wheat, and then all of the denominations, the tares. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And when you look at all the denominations out there, uh, and if, you're, if you hear this, and, and perhaps we're stepping on some toes here by talking about that, to say that there's just one church. Um, Study the Just yeah. read. I mean, right. I, I'm not, I'm not making Don't something take up. Our word for it. <laughs> yeah, just... look, look, look in the, look, look, what's the guy on yeah. the Reading Rainbow when we were growing <laughs> well, up? Far Burton. Don't absolutely. take my word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look in the book. Right. And, you and, know? 
and uh, we, we have to do that, and we have to look into the book and, and do some research on the denominations. If you belong to a religious group that has some person's name, let's say Luther, Martin Luther, maybe they've adopted his name, maybe there's another uh, uh, group out there and it doesn't have the, it, the church doesn't bear Christ's name, do some digging and uh, realize where the origination of it was. And, and, and we, we see that, uh, you know, that really the, the big divide came about in about 300 A.D. Yeah, I mean, what John and I would, our, our plea would be that, that people would just forget about all of that stuff and just go back to the, yeah. you, know, you don't need any other sort of document right. or belief system than the Bible itself. Right. You don't need a book that says, oh, this is what we believe, a catechism right. Catechisms or, or a, uh, mm -hmm. some of those, a creed, or you don't need any of those things. Right. You know, just go back to the Bible. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, uh, it, would make, it would make everybody uh, unified mm -hmm. if we would just do that. And that's exactly it. There's all kinds of calls in society today for unity. Uh, let's, let's just have unity. But where is that? What are we going to be united in? Does it unity mean that uh, I have to put aside my some things I believe in, right? So I can have be hang around you. That's just getting along to get along. Yeah, and that's the the unity that we're supposed to have is in Christ. Yeah, yeah. If people would just say, okay, let's just. Uh, I like the idea of you know a friend of mine and I were talking one time and he said, you know, let's let's start a church and let's only look at the Bible and what would that church have in it. Let's make a list of the things we find. You do that yourself sometime, mm -hmm. and see what see what you come up with. Don't uh -huh. look at anything. Just just read through the Bible and say, okay, oh yeah, I see, I see they did mm -hmm. this or they did that. Yeah. Make a list of things. Yeah. And you may find out that maybe you're doing some things that aren't on that list, or and they're you're not doing some of the things on the list. And when you when you read the scriptures, you really do have to force your brain to, to read it in such a way that you're actually doing no more than it says. Because, yeah. for instance, you go to Ephesians 5, verse 19 tells us to sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord. It took me ages to come to the understanding that it just says sing. Yeah. What, what do we do in our society now when we sing? There's usually a musical accompaniment along, the, uh, along with it. And uh, it took me ages. And then when it hit me, it hit me like a freight train. It's like, it says to sing. It actually tells me to sing and make melody in my heart. That's the instrument. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and it's just plain, clear as day right there. But uh, it took me so long to get past the reading into it that I was doing in my mind that, that singing means that there has to be music. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, you know... Like I said, go through there and look at the commands and yeah. write, make you a list and, Just and uh, speak where the Bible speaks and be silent where it's silent. Absolutely. Some people get upset and they'll say, "Oh, well, you, you know, you're a legalist." Mm -hmm. well, well, you know, thank you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you if you think I'm a legalist, you should read Paul's writings. Right. <laughs> you know, he he was a legalist, <laughs> and you know, and he was right. I sort of take that as a compliment because if you're telling me that I'm one that follows the law, then great. Yeah, that's that's what I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing, right? right? Okay, let's let's go ahead and look at the parable of the mustard seed. All right. Uh, just a couple of verses. It says, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, 
The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Think about Christianity. It started out really small. Yeah. You know, with Jesus and 11 people, right? Right. Because one of them went and hung himself. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a small group of people started in Jerusalem and it turned into, you know, a huge religion throughout the world. Right. And, and uh, you know, we have, I, I should have brought it down. We have some mustard seed upstairs. It's and, tiny. And it's very, very tiny. It, 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 and I've, I've never actually looked to see how big a mustard tree was, but I'll... I think they're pretty big. Yeah, I, I've never, I've but, never looked it up. But nonetheless, if it grow, if that little tiny seed grows anything, you know, it's 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 way bigger. It's an amazing, uh, an amazing sight. I mean, you know, you could even use the example of corn. We grow corn mm-hmm. here, and you yeah. know, birds sit in my corn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, yeah. it was something small, and it grew to be nine feet tall. So right there, you go. Let's look at the parable of the leaven. John, will you read that? All right. That's at verse 33, right? Yeah, and it stops there at 35. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leaven. It just stops there, actually. That's the whole parable of the leaven. All right. So what happens when you take a... What is leaven? Yeast, something that causes a chemical reaction that infuses bread with air yeah. basically yeah. carbon dioxide yeah Ye- yeast yeast eats sugar and poops alcohol yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the way it was described to me <laughs> once and if you ever make a sourdough starter uh-huh. you know it's if you know it sits for a couple of days and it smells like booze yeah you know but that process creates a gas and i understand it in in times gone by in the in bible times uh, instead of running to the supermarket and buying a pack of dry yeast for leavening, uh, they would make their bread and they'd have the leavening agent in there and then they would take a piece of that dough and save it and set it aside and allow it to increase all the more and then they would keep using that same leaven yeah. you know, over and over and over again. Yeah, it's amazing. Like You can take a little bit of yeast and put it in a big bowl of dough Mm-hmm. And, you know, six, eight hours later, yeah. you know, that thing, you know, it's like yeah. the three stooges. It's, you know, right. it's, it's so, but that's what he says the kingdom of heaven is like. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think it's a parallel to the mustard seed, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that, uh, that the, the word is so powerful that a little bit of it, you know, yields a lot. Yes. And, and if we, uh, we, we must never lose sight of that, that the word of God is able you know, we, we, we often talk about, you know, if we're talking to people about Christ, if we're trying to share the gospel with others, uh, one of the pitfalls that has created so many of those divisions that we were talking about earlier um, has been the additions to what the Lord has asked for in his church. And uh, we, we think that we need to invite people in and give them things in order to get them to hear. In fact, I know of a, of a religious group that uh, is in the town where I grew up, and it's, it's all over, it's a huge religious group, but particularly in the town where, where I grew up, you know, they, they, have, they give out a meal. And after you get the meal, you have to sit and listen to their, to their sermon, yeah. their Bible lesson. 
And uh, I know for a fact, I know people that go in to that assembly just for the free food. And their ears are closed. They have no interest whatsoever in listening to, to what, what those people have to say. The truth is, they'd be every bit as effective, you know, and I hope, you know, they're, they're false teachers, so I, I hope they're not effective <laughs> in, in their teaching. But, but uh, the Word of God is able. The Word of God is able by itself. We don't yeah. need man-made things and, and our own ideas of entertainment and so on added to it. Now, that doesn't mean that you couldn't do that, mm -hmm. like as an individual. Sure, as an individual. You know, you know, I, I know I've heard of people that like, they'll say, you know, hey, I'm going to invite all the neighbors over and use my hospitality as an individual right, as a way to get to know people. Right. And then eventually maybe, you know, that may there, lead to, you know, studying with somebody, somebody interested in something. There's a uh, definite division between what an individual can do and what the church has been yep. charged to do in the scriptures. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the church is a spiritual body. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's not really about anything physical. Right. You know, the physical things are the responsibility of individual Christians. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and read this next thing. He's, Jesus uh, talks here about prophecy in the parables in verse 34. He says, All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable he did not speak of them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. So um, Jesus always spoke to the multitudes in parables, and they never understood him. Mm -hmm. But he was telling them things that, um, you know, had been, you know, hadn't been heard since the beginning of time. Yeah. You know, I guess that's the way I would explain that. Right. Yeah, and, and again, you know, fulfilling more prophecy right. along the way. Now, earlier on, we read the parable of the the tares. Mm -hmm. Now, let's read Jesus' explanation of this. Now, you've already heard John and I talk about this. Mm -hmm. So, why don't you go ahead and read uh, 36 through, oh boy, 43. 43, yeah. Mm -hmm. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Hey, I think we're pretty spot on with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Jesus tells us parable and here's the meaning of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. Let me see here. Uh, so it was just his... So, so the multitudes didn't hear this explanation. Right. Only Jesus' disciples. Mm -hmm. and, and that's pretty much whenever one of these parables is explained, you know, it's his disciples coming to him and saying, hey, Jesus, what, what did that mean? 
mm-hmm. you know, and then he'll kind of tell them what, what it meant. Right. I don't think they understand, even after he explained it to them, they probably didn't totally understand it. Right. And, and, and you know, we, we see that in there. We see that, you know, the, the, the lookalikes, those tares, the, 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 the lookalikes that are of the devil, you know, they're, they're planted by the devil. Yeah. And, and so we, we must be careful and we must, how, how did the workers in the field when they went to the reapers, how, how would they be able to tell the difference? Uh, by their by, by the fruit that they bore, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, yeah, as they got older, they started to bear a, a different resemblance. But they had to have some discernment. You know, they had to look, and they had to study amongst this group of of uh, of of wheat or whatever in the field. They had to look among it and say, okay, well, now that one that one doesn't belong, and that one doesn't right. belong, and we've got to do the same thing. Yeah. As we look through the scriptures and we, we are perhaps someone out there is looking for a religious body to, uh, to assemble with. Well, look into the scriptures and see whether or not this one over here is doing the things that the, yeah. that the, the scriptures are saying. Yeah. I remember when I was in my early 20s and uh, my wife and I were just married and we were kind of looking for a church. And uh, one of our friends said, well, you just need to find the church that fits you. Mm-hmm. And that was the worst advice anybody has ever given me. Right. And I would, don't ever look for the church that fits you. Look for a church that is trying to follow God's word, you know, to the letter. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be following it to the letter because it's impossible for any man to be perfect. Right. But the ones that are, you're going to find some groups out there that are doing their best to do exactly what the Bible says. And that's right. the group you want to be with. And I've got to tell you, in the, in the time that, uh, you know, since growing up, you know, I started out going where, where my mom had been going since she was young. And, and this is, maybe I've told this before, but the reason my mom went to that particular uh, group was because that was the van that showed up in front of her house when she was a child and grandma Put all the kids on the church van because it was good for them. And yeah, they, Grandma didn't go to church, but but uh, she sent the kids, and so uh, by virtue of that, that's how I became to go into this particular group. And then from there, you know, I, I went with my friends and neighbors to church services at different places and so on. And um, it, it it is we look at, at, at the large group of, of the churches that are out there, we have, to, um, we have to be those that are discerning. We have to do more than just listen to people. We have to look for ourselves, and we have to look and compare and see which one is, is telling us the truth. Yeah. Yeah, certainly it wasn't until I started studying that I started seeing, oh, well, yeah. maybe some of the things we're doing here isn't right. And, and that, that statement of join the church that fits you, well, oh boy. You know, yeah. So you've got to just name a person in the world, and you know if it if it fits me, you know then then maybe maybe the church would have uh, uh, an open coffee bar. You yeah. Because I like coffee. Maybe maybe you'd go to church in your hot rod car because I like cars. You know. Yeah. You, you can get ridiculous. Oh, it, you and can. It, and it has. Yeah, look look yep. around at the religious world; it's it's become ridiculous as to what people have sought out and put God's name to. Yeah, yeah, I know that uh, my dad belonged to this. Uh, it was the uh, it was a Catholic uh, organization, which was a bar. 
-hmm. And, you know, if you're a drinker, it's easy to say, oh, this this fits me just fine. <laughs> this church has a bar, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful with these things. I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot of uh, interesting things out yeah, there. Boil those statements down. Jo join the church that, that fits you. Join, join the church of your choice. And who's at the root of those statements? It's all me, me, me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And God, you know, God wants you to join the church that follows his word. Right. You need to find that. Sometimes you may have to go to a church for a while mm -hmm. to figure out whether you're trying to yeah. follow God's word. I, I know that, that Angela and I took a couple of jumps and hops and skips, you know, along the way. Uh, finding the church, okay, the, these people, they're, they're really doing a, a much better job, but they still have, you know, these faults. And then we come to realize that, well, there actually is a people over here that, that, that is doing all these things, you know? And, um, and sure, they're not perfect because people aren't perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, by and large, you'll find that those of the, the churches of Christ, the Lord's church, the church that bears his name, uh, you do your research with them. Don't trust just the, the sign. Yeah. Yeah, that can get you in trouble too. But uh, by and large, the, the people of the Lord's church are seeking to find, uh, to, to do things in, in, yeah. in the way that is stated in the scripture. Our church was perfect till I started going there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I screwed them all up. <laughs> well, John, we'll go ahead and stop there. All right. Uh, we're about, about out of time for the day, and we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, you can uh, listen to us here on YouTube or on, uh, what's that thing Spotify. called? Spotify. Or Anchor, I think, is the other thing mm -hmm. we're on. So uh, we're glad that you... Yeah, listen to us today and... Uh... All right. Well, thanks again. Thanks for joining us. Two Beards and a Bible, signing off. We'll see you next time.